Your cup, your tea bag, and your sugar, even if it's blender. Because that amount of tea that's going to be spilled up in here, I'm sure it's going to be hot and heavy. Ooh, child, let me go ahead and step up on my tea and make sure it's hot. So come on in, sit down, get comfortable, because it's going to be a bumpy ride. Hey, 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 y'all. Welcome back to another episode. Ah, oh, I'm just, this, this episode, I know the LGBT community, especially the gays, they, they're, you're, you're, they're really going to understand this episode. So as you can see from the title, this episode is going to be, hmm, I don't know, maybe like the fair of a barbershop, you know? Like, people don't understand, like, I feel like it doesn't matter how comfortable you are in your skin, how open you are, like, you you are who you are, like, everyone knows. But that moment where you have to go to the barbershop, it's like, it just brings you back to, to that uncomfortable feeling of, being judged or being looked at or being talked about or people looking at you funny. You know what I'm mean? like? Just that feeling. And it's, it's crazy because me being 30 something, it's, it still feels like that. Even though it's the same, same barbers in there. You know what I mean? It's not, it's not even the fact that sometimes it's just the barbers. It's just you have, of course, to deal with straight guys that's in there getting their hair cut and stuff like that. And, um, it gets uncomfortable. You, you go back to that to that little boy that you know that you felt that you left behind in in some way and grew up. And it's like walking in there, you just feel like all eyes is on you. You know, it's like they stop and then they look in and and so much I think it's just the conversations that happen while you're why you're in the barbershop, you know what I mean? Because it's like, you know, that topic may come up or, of you know, gay people and then, you know, their comments on that. It's it's a lot, you know, it's a lot. And, and it's something that we have to, in a way, because not all of us know how to cut our own hair and stuff like that. Like, I, listen, <laughs> I'm not doing that. Like, I, I, no, I mess up, no, mm-mm. So I deal with it. You know what I mean? I mean, right now it's like I'm a little more comfortable. Like it doesn't, it doesn't make me go back to that place all the time, but it happens. Maybe when it's, if I go to a new barbershop, then I have that feeling. But if I do go to the one that I'm used to going to and my barber, you know, knows me, it's, it's a little, you know, it's a little more comfortable. You know what I mean? Um, but still, still have that little same feeling. But, um, yeah, it's just, is the conversations and stuff like that, and 
And if that subject comes up, and like I said, you got to hear that, oh, you know, the, I'm not, you know, that gay shit, that this, that, that, boom, boom, boom. You know, those conversations make you feel like, oh, man, why am I here? And going back to, I know there are, especially other, you know, one of my faves, you know, YouTube um, stars, you know, Tyreke does his own, he cut his own hair. So it's, it's, a, it's a couple of, you know, probably a lot of guys, you know, gay guys out here that cut their own hair. And that is because of, they got tired of dealing with that feeling of going to the barbershop. And you know what I mean? And, um, and even if you go to the barbershop that's, you know, it's like co-ed with hairdressers, it still doesn't make it any easier. You know what I mean? Um, but yeah, and I just, and I just, I just feel like I wish, you know, it could be a little easier with that, but that fear of knowing that you have to go and be around straight guys that you don't know, you know, how they are or whatever like that. And I'm going to tell you back in the days, like I used to go in there and that's why I used to go to the barbershop. That's one of the reasons why I used to go at the crack of the not crack of dawn, but like when I know they're about to open, I'll be the first one. Like I would never go to the bar shop in the middle of the day. Maybe now I will go like after work and stuff because you know, like I said, I'm a little more comfortable when it doesn't bother me. But being like early twenties, I won't, not to skip up, not even. I won't even say like as a teenager somewhere. I get. I think I care. I care less a lot more back then until I got a little older. Like, maybe in my 20s, that's when it was really like, oh, man. Because I don't know, as a teenager, I used to just go in and get my hair cut and think nothing of it. But as in my 20s, that's when it was like that uncomfortability feeling, you know, came over me. Like, damn, are they looking at me? Because, you know, now, you know, as 20s, I got into, you know, having bags, you know, men bags and stuff like that. So it was like... Oh man, are they looking at me? Like they they know what I am because I have a bag or how I walk, or how, you know. So you know stuff like that. But it's like I used to just like pay and jump out, you know. And all right, like don't even. I used to just get up and go, you know, pay the money, the tip, or whatever, and go because I, I I wanted to go. Like I I just it, it was a lie. Um, because I, I I always felt like um like those conversations came up. Only because I was there in my mind. Like, you know, it's like, really? Now y'all want to talk about this? You want to talk about that? Or um, or also, too, how we have to sit there and deal with uh, if a if a girl, a, a young woman walking with her son, now they're all looking at her. Or, she, you know, she dropped him off and said, I'll be right back. And then they have the small comments or she's bad or her ass was fat or this or that. Whatever it may be, all that stuff, like, it's it's a little uncomfortable. You know what I mean? Or, you know, your barber, um, you know, then, you know, he want to stop and talk about this. And that, and that's another thing, too. I, and I feel like maybe a lot of, I say even sh- maybe straight guys, too, they start cutting their own hair, too. It's because it's like, it's a difference between, and I was having this conversation with my brother the other day. It's a difference between Spanish barbershops and black. African American barbershops, right? So it's like, yeah, we all want to support our fellow black, you know, people and stuff like that. But the difference is, I feel like, for me, I feel like going to a Spanish or Puerto Rican or Dominican barbershop, I feel like when I go there, because I don't understand them, 
it's a little more comfortability because I don't I don't have to hear I hear the conversation but I don't understand. So it's like whatever. But when I go to a black barbershop, it's a little it's a little different and I oh and I also feel like black barbers like in like in the hood and stuff, like if you don't like if you don't really talk to them and you know and get to know them or whatever and they know you or whatever, I feel like they don't they don't take as much pride as in your haircut versus some, you know, some Dominican barbershops where they're passionate about cutting hair. Like no matter they don't care who you are, they're gonna take their time. Like they are going to blend the head the hell out of your, you know, your fade or whatever it is. Or, you know, make sure your lineup is, is straight and crisp and everything like that. Like, oh doing the facial and stuff like that. And all your you know, your facial hair and stuff. So I feel like they take a little more pride versus the black barbershop. Some people may disagree. Some people may, you y'all may not feel like that. But for me, I think that is a big thing. You know what I mean? Like if you don't black you know if you don't know them and you're not, you know, giving them pounds of what's up, yo, yo, you, they just gonna cut your hair and, you know, make their money and you go. So I mean for me that's why I kinda prefer like the Spanish barbershops and stuff like that. Um I mean no, don't get me wrong. I, I had when I used to live Upper West Side, I used to have, uh, my barber was Haitian and he was good. Like, like I said, as I got older, I became more comfortable of talking to my barbers if they spoke, if they were Spanish, if they spoke English and stuff like that. But because my covering one don't, but with him, yeah, he was cool. Like we used to talk about, you know, kids and stuff. Like he has a kid, you know, my God. So, you know, we used to talk about um, stuff like that and have small conversations and he was like he he would take his time with um, cutting my hair too so maybe you know what maybe thinking about it maybe it's because I was at that point maybe it was just me the vibe I was giving like I didn't want to talk so maybe that's why they just don't you know hold conversations with me and stuff like that but um yeah that's that's you know that's one thing that's can be uncomfortable and another thing <laughs> that feels uncomfortable all guys, all guys. So, and but I think for us being who we are, it's a little more like, um, how can I say? Because we know what we are, and it's like when you're cutting your hair sometimes, and you have your hand on the on the chair like it's resting, and then the way how they're standing to cut your hair. So sometimes it's like where they private is that can be linked up, like they leaning on your arm. So it's like. You know, for me, it's like I always move my arm, and and I, all guys do that. But I think, especially for us, we're more cautious about it because, in our minds, it's probably we're already thinking like they know what we are. Like I don't want him thinking that I'm trying to feel on him. So you know, and, and that's another part too where it could be uncomfortable for us to go into these barber shops and stuff like that. Is is they don't mean to do it, but the way how they're cutting your hair, they got to stand in front of you because so sometimes. The front area is leaning on your arm and stuff like that. And, and yeah, like me, I always, to this day, like I always move my arm and stuff like that. And, you know, because again, I don't want them to feel that. I'm trying to feel on them or whatever. Maybe like I don't have time. Like, listen, child, I don't got time for it. I just want to hear, get my hair cut, get my hair cut, be look slayed, walk out happy, pay my money and go home, you know. Um, But no, that's, I think that's, you know, that's one thing. And. Like, sometimes I, I sit here, I be like, I wish we would, we could have, um, you know, LGBT 
barbershops. I'm sure we have them around somewhere. But then even that's even another issue because, you know, even if you know someone that's in the community that cut hair that works in a barbershop, yeah, they work there, but now it's still, even though they're there and they're part of the community, I still like now that's another issue. Not an issue, but it's still another thing to worry about. Yeah, yeah, they in our community. We can vibe and talk with them. But now, again, we're still amongst straight men. You understand what I mean? So I don't think it will ever be, I don't think any of us will ever be 100% comfortable in a barbershop. And now I know, like I said, one of my favorite YouTube stars, I know he always says, like, you know, get into learning how to cut your own hair. But I just can't afford my hairline being a disaster because that's one thing I felt too. A lot of women don't understand what us men, like, if our barber messed up on our hairline or even if we try to do it ourselves, they don't understand. Like, it's not like some of them where they can just go take it out and get their re- they hair redone. Like, no, we got to sit here and wait for our hairline to grow back in. You know what I mean? Like, and that's, you know, just like they want to make sure that their box braids is tight or their finger waves or knotless braids. Whatever, you know, women get their hair, they wash and set. They want their hair to be flat and blow down, not frizzy. You know what I mean? So same thing with us. We want to make sure our hairline and our fade or whatever it is is on point. Make sure that our facial hair, our beard is lined up correctly on each side. So that's something that, you know, we want. And But if we do it ourselves and mess it up. If a barber mess it up or someone that's learning, then it's something that we have to walk around with until our hair grow back. Like, we can't just... I mean, yeah, most guys can throw on a hat and a scarf. You know, I mean, a do-rag and a hat and stuff like that. But people that don't wear that, like me, I got to walk around with an uneven hairline until it grows back. You know? So, um, I think that's the only reason why I won't try because I don't have that confidence that I know... You know, practice make perfect, but baby, mm-mm. because people don't understand. Like I was telling one of my friends, we laugh. We used to, I talk about, it, we used to laugh about it. When I, when my barber gets to that, um, doing my hairline, I sit there. When I tell you, I sit there like a mannequin, baby. I be sitting there stiff, hot, like no move, no nothing, because I want my hairline to be as straight and crisp as possible. Because I had a barber that, uh, one of the barbers, it's crazy because one of my, one of the barbers on the Upper West Side, he kept saying, oh, your hairline, you know, you're this, so you know, your hair, you know, the guys with the hairline, when, you know, our hairline, they, you know, goes across and then they make the, the box and go down to your sideburn. Like, for some reason for him, he kept, my box was getting smaller and smaller. Like, he just kept, I don't know, maybe pushing my hairline back. But, um, what I had to do was I had to wait for it to grow in. So I had to kind of wolf it for a moment. And I went to another barber, and this was just before I moved from where I was Upper West Side to the Bronx. And I told him, I said, listen, I said, my old barber kept, you know, pushing it back and making small. I need this to be fixed. And he said, no problem. He's like, you know, I'll fix it and bring, you know, your hairline back the way how the shape up, the way how it's supposed to be. And he did. Um, So, and that's another thing, too. It's like finding, it's like going to therapy and stuff, or you have to find that one barber that you would trust and connect with, you know? Because, again, some of them is just there for the money, make their money, and they zoom through your haircut, and that's it. But when you find someone that that's a good barber, like the one that I got now, like, and the good part about it is 
even though he doesn't speak English and stuff like this, like I show him a pic, the picture. But now, because I get the same thing, when I come in, he automatically knows what I want. And that's and that's kind of the good thing about when you keep going to uh, the same barber and stuff like that. After a while, they already know what they know you. You know, you're their client, so they already know. Um, and that's and that's another subject. That's another that subject. That's another thing I want to touch on too. Is that each his own, but some of these, some of you guys, like I can't just I can't get a haircut and then go on about my business during the day and do other stuff. Like I have to go home, as I used to call my friend, I call it a set and wash because it's the opposite of a wash and set for women. Like we we set it, meaning I get a haircut and then I go home and wash it. But that's one thing I ha- I like. That's why I go early in the morning or I go after work because I'm going to come back home and I'm going to get in the shower and wash my hair. Because all that uh, all that hair falling, it's, sometimes it's crazy because it, it can get in your mouth, your eyes, it gets in your ears, it's down your neck, your back. Like, I have to wash all that off. Some guys just, they get their hair cut and they go on about their day, like go to work, and I, but I, I can't do it. I gotta go. Mm-mm. I can't do it. No, no. Mm-mm. No, no, honey. No, I, I got like all that itchiness. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. But back to the subject as at hand. Like I really feel like barbershops is. Whew. Like I said, it just brings you back to if you was that little boy that was, you know teased or you know people made fun of or you know when you walk into a room everybody's like they're stopping they're looking at you or how you walking down the block in the hood and there's a group of boys and then you walk by and it gets quiet like it's all of that all of that comes rushing back when you when you gotta go to the barbershop and like I said we could be it's just it's, it's just something in us but like I said half of these guys could be most can be open minded and don't care but it's just is the unknown, you know what I mean? So, I guess you grow. I don't. I don't even know if growing accustomed and getting used to them. Like I said, now now that I'm older, I'm a little more comfortable than before, or whatever like that. Um, but for those little boys that are right now that feels that, and trust me, ninety nine percent of the gay community, you know, gay men can identify with you right now, like. Don't feel like you're the only one of that moment of having that fear of walking into a barbershop. Because, you know, it, it happens. Like, you walk into a barbershop, if they have the little bell thingies that ring when the door comes, when you open the door, like, you walk in and it's like, they all look at you, you know, whatever like that. And then, yeah, they go back to their conversations or whatever like that. But again, it's that feeling of, you know, going through that. But, um,. But going to the barbershop now, like I said, it's it's a little calmer. It's a little, I'm a little more like, I, maybe this comes in as a more of my confidence too. It's like, all right, this is me. I'm owning it. I don't, it's like, I don't care what they think or what they're going to look like. If they think anything, listen, I'm here to get my hair cut. I'm here to get my hair slayed and pay my money and go home. And And like I said, when I have a good barber, like, 
I I tip my barbers all the time. Well, you know what I mean? Because again, they're taking their time with me. They're making me look presentable because, you know, I work with patients and stuff like that. So I got to be presentable. And like I said, pay. That's another thing. If these people, this is how these people make their money too. pay your tip. Give them a good tip. Because at the end of the day, yeah, they, we pay for a haircut if it's $20, $25, $30, whatever it is, because you got a bed and your haircut. You know, half of them have to pay for their chair. So they have to, still, you know, part of that that little 30 whatever have to go towards their chair. So, yeah, tip them $5, $10. You know what I mean? That's, like I said, what my haircuts. My haircuts be 25 and I give them a $10 tip. I think that's good enough. But when people, some of them just be like, I, I see people that just don't, they just pay how much it costs and they go. Like, I mean, let's say everyone's pockets is different. You could be tight that day. I get it. But if you if you can spare it and whatever, because if that was you, if you was doing hair, whatever it is, a bartender, a waiter, whatever it is, you don't want people to tip you to make your, you know, make your money. Like, that's just how I look at it. If the customer service is good, I'm going to pay a good tip. You know what I mean? If it was, if the service is bad, that like I don't feel like they did a good job. I mean, I still tip them, but it won't be as much as as I felt they did a one hundred percent job. Because again, every barber again is different. Half nine times out of ten, they there to make their money, especially if they don't know you. They ask you what you want, and you go on about your business. And that's another thing. Some of them too is like I don't know if they. Because I'm very, I'm very particular of, especially, like I said, when it gets to my hairline, I sit, I sit like a mannequin. So I'm very particular of what I want. You know what I mean? So I get a low fade, and I think the top is like a one, I believe. And if I show you a picture, if, I, if it's like I'm going to a new barber, I'm finding a new barber, I'll show them the picture. And if you're not giving me, if it don't look like that, I'll be over it. Because I showed you what I wanted. And I don't even know if they don't know how to do it. Or they just, you know, again, they just want to do the job and get their money. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, so that's, that. again, so that's what I said, going back to even finding the barbers, like finding a therapist. The first one you go to may not work. But if you go to somebody else, you might get, you know, you get the service that you wanted, you know. But that's, uh, you know, that's something... That that's that's a little that I wanted to touch bases on and stuff like that. Maybe maybe later on down the road, maybe I revisit this uh this topic with a guest maybe and see like what's their point of view of you know going to the barber shops and you know how it make they feel how it makes them feel and stuff like that. Um and um like I at, at the same time. I'm even gonna lie. Sometimes I do enjoy, um, on the other end, I do enjoy going to barber shops because you know, you know, you know, because you always, you know, women they, you know, yeah, we're gonna get our hair done. You know, I I've been to, you know, beauty salons and how the atmosphere is the same. You know, they just all talking and kiki and haha. And sometimes you know, it's good that you know us men can go to and have that same type of energy and going into an establishment and. And so, like I said, not not all barbershops, like I said, not all of it is 
that subject comes up. But some of them really be having good conversations and stuff like that. Again, I go to a Spanish, you know, Dominican barbershop, so they all speak Spanish. But um, but if I go to one that don't, some of the conversations, listen, I ain't gonna lie, some of the conversations, listen, some of these straight guys, their conversations be tea. Like, their conversations be tea. And I be in there just listening, just drinking it all up. Drinking it all up. Because, again, a lot of straight people, I always say straight guys is the most shadiest of them all. And they don't even know that they are. Like, they will be reading you, and they don't even know how we say you're reading somebody. Like, they just be so honest. And I be sitting there just, just sitting there key and getting my whole entire life. And they don't even know it. So, yeah. So, on the flip side, sometimes it's 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 good. It's, you know, it's good or whatever like that. But, you know, this is, a, this is something I wanted to touch on. Just, you know, give a little insight on, like, what it's like in my point of view of, you know, going to barbershops and stuff like that. And, you know... That's, you know, that's that. Um, So with that being said, I'm going to wrap this up. And hopefully, not hopefully, but I will, y'all will be hearing from me in the next episode. Um, So until then, holla.